Welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Adam, founder and CEO of Bounty Zero X. Bounty Zero X is a decentralized bounty hunting network powered by the BNTY token. Today is October 11th, 2018, and my guest on the show is Roman Tarovsky. Roman has a background in technology and automation with a focus on emerging industries such as blockchain, machine learning, and security. Roman is a CTO at Serve.io. Serve is a decentralized logistics service on the blockchain. Him and his team are building a next-generation logistics platform based on blockchain technology to revolutionize uh, many different industries. So welcome, Roman. Tell me a little bit about, can you give us a brief intro to uh, Serve and a little bit about what the project you're working on? Sure. Angelo, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on. Serve is, in my opinion, a project that I feel a lot of people are going to see and be really eager to be a part of. I feel it's going to change the world and kind of join everyone together and make everyone work with each other. I think the world is ready for everyone to work together. So Serve is a global service economy. We're allowing users, service providers, and businesses to work together without the need of a middleman. So imagine a platform where all transactions done online or offline are powered by the engine that we're creating. So that's a little bit about high level of what we do. And then I can dive into more specifics and use cases and examples of how our technology will be used all over the world. So tell me a little bit about the, the background and how the idea started uh, when did you guys start working on it? And tell me a little bit about the rest of the team and uh, how you guys met. Sure. So we have a strong background in the last mile logistics space. We've been in this space for the last five years, delivering for a lot of the large platforms. We currently do more than 40 million deliveries on an annual basis. And our team has kind of developed all of the technology that is kind of leading the way in last mile logistics. And through the process, we deal with a lot of these large platforms and a lot of the hurdles that the users, service providers and merchants are going through. And we find it one very unfair that a lot of merchants are actually going out of business because they can't afford a lot of these large fees. And we find it very unfair that these large platforms still can't be profitable charging all of these large fees. So through our background, our experiences, we dived into it and learned really what the problems were and built a protocol to solve all of those problems. The team itself, our CEO, has a lot of experience in the technology industry. He's been developing a lot of the industry-leading insurance software that pioneered the claims management online. Uh, He invented the very first Flash streamer even before Flash themselves invented it and had a lot of successful businesses in the past. Myself, I specialize in automation, AI, machine learning, AR, VR, blockchain, emerging technologies, and pretty much I believe that everything can be automated and made easier. And that being said, it's very important to make sure that the right people have the right access and transparency. And I 
I'm actually very excited that blockchain came about and is facilitating a lot of these transparency, immutability, the world working together. Mm. We have other people on our team that are very, very talented. We have around 32 people, around half of them are developers here in the United States and abroad. And I feel like we all in all put together the right heads to make sure that everything gets done correctly, efficiently, and built with security and scalability. So tell me a little bit about the ongoing work that you guys have, the product and software that's currently in use that you have uh, had use, been using over the past four years to facilitate over approximately 40 million deliveries. Tell me some of the clients you work for and the business model. And is this a, a, diff- a separate company from Serve.io or is this a part of Serve's team? So this is a separate company. We uh, deal with a lot of large platforms. I can't really dive into what those platforms are, but our enterprise level technology, we have a series of a whole bunch of apps and we're actually licensing those apps from the original company. And we're going to be using those apps to allow users to connect to the blockchain more efficiently. So Serve itself has developed already all of their contracts, protocols, integrations, APIs, SDKs, and actually already integrated into these enterprise-level technology. And our partnership with the company and the license of that enterprise-level technology is going to facilitate a lot of people having access to enterprise-level tools to facilitate their business and able to connect to the blockchain without having to do it themselves. That being said, any developer, it's an open platform from serve side. So any developer that wants to develop their own enterprise level tools, their own apps, their own dApps, whatever they need to, they can freely do so. But we wanted to provide something to the world that they can jump into and start managing and running their businesses without really having to worry about finding the funds, finding the talent, the education, trying to do it themselves and connecting into a blockchain because blockchain is quite complicated and it's hard for people to kind of grasp all of the capabilities. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, Scoobies, which is the, the company that you have been working for and your team is uh, currently uh, associated with their that have a lot of experience and they've done a, a, some, a, a number of deliveries for for clients that we can't share do for confidentiality purposes. So tell me a little bit about how that software works and the features that is. So it's a, it's a business-to-business software, enterprise-level business-to-business software. Can you tell us a little bit about the features and the services that it has? Sure. So Scoobies itself has 2,000 drivers. We are employee-based. We have developed all of the technology that allows for the user to use the platform, purchase, manage their orders, manage their transactions, their relationships. We have driver uh, technology where the drivers uh, have access to their orders, optimized routes, uh, delivery confirmations, notifications, signature confirmations, pretty much all of the suite for the drivers. We also have workforce automation, which allows uh, companies to manage uh, clock in and clock outs, payroll, all of that as well as dispatching and complete automation. So what we specialize in is taking an order 
and delivering it from point A to point B. It sounds easy, but when you actually dive into it and go through all of the specifics and nuances, it's very, very difficult. And a lot of people can't even master the complexities of this. So we have the experience, the knowledge, the know-how, and doing this these many deliveries on a yearly basis allows us to solve a lot of the industry's problems so we've taken that and tied it into blockchain and tied it into our serve protocol and connected it and kind of bestowed all of those advantages that we have built into the ecosystem. So everyone has this same technology that all of these big boys use to get their packages delivered. So the technology and the software that you have that developed is used for so what is called last mile logistics so uh, for people who don't know what last mile logistics is that's uh, deliveries within like five miles or a, a few miles from the end point so can you expand on that and really define what that means sure so there's long mile mid mile and last mile. Long mile refers to the transportation of goods through long periods and long distances. Mid mile is usually from warehouse to warehouse. And last mile is usually from warehouse or facility to direct to the consumer. So each business, such as UPS, FedEx, all of them have these parts of their business. And we specialize in the most complicated part, which is getting that product directly to each individual consumer. The reason is when you do long mile or mid mile, it's usually a truck and it's holding a lot of packages and it's just going from one part to another. But when you get into the last mile, it has to do with sorting, the facilitation, the organization, route optimization, time and tracking and efficiency and first on time delivery uh, statistics and optimization of the full process to make sure that the people get their products on time in good condition, and they get what they requested and not someone else's package. So pretty much getting consumers their final product is what we specialize in. So you license this software to your clients. Is it, do you do like a monthly fees, a contract, or is it based off of like usage amount? Or, or can you get into some of like the, like how you monetize the software for your clients? Sure. So we don't. We use this to actually facilitate and provide the workforce from Scooby side to all of the, our, all of our clients. And we actually do the deliveries and we facilitate and manage and provide the workforce associated to this. So we have extreme experience in the workforce acquisition part that we are bringing to the surf uh, side as well. So the pricing is really dependent on the clients, the clients' needs, and what need be. But in the serve side, our technology isn't going to have a price. Anyone, our technology is going to be completely open and provided to these businesses for a very, very small software as a service fee per transaction. And therefore, they're not required to go and have monthly fees, large upfront fees. They can literally have their business operated on this. And because we use blockchain and our token, they don't even have credit card fees. 
And our platform through all of our enterprise level technology is a little bit unique in the sense that we can actually take in credit cards and through our partners convert fiat to direct to token and have that facilitated through the contracts and paid out through escrows and through our tokenomics to everyone involved. So through our platform and our enterprise level technology, clients and the world can essentially accept crypto, accept fiat, convert any type of other crypto to crypto or any other fiat to crypto as well to facilitate any technology. At the end of the day, I strongly, strongly believe that blockchain is new. It's everyone's talking about it, but in 10 years, no one's going to care about it because I don't know, probably 10 years ago, web 2.0, web internet was new. Everyone cared. New technologies were coming out and that was the coolest thing. Right now, no one cares what technology Amazon uses. They only care that they get their product on time. It's a good quality and they get good service. So I feel like with blockchain being in the spotlight right now, five to 10, maybe 15 years from now, it's just going to be another technology that facilitates all of the uh, commerce all over the world. Yeah, I agree. I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting how people don't talk about an SQL database or an API the way that they do about uh, blockchain. I wonder why that is. What do you think is the reason why blockchain has this uh, connotation that is so unique and we compare it to other other types of technologies? Sure. So there's two parts. One, uh, a part of it is it's new. It's exciting. Everyone's talking about it and wants to take advantage. But what actually makes blockchain so amazing is the fact that it can be decentralized. Everyone can have a ledger of the transactions. They can have confidence in it. It is done in such a way that it's encrypted against all of the previous blocks. The data is immutable. So basically, you have trust. And a lot of people say it has trustless because you don't need trust anymore because everyone has the same information you do to make the transactions. So that kind of methodology, that idea the train of thought is very, very new and is very, very exciting to people because all of these large corporations, they require trust. They require us to trust them to conduct business. But if we had a system where we all shared the same information and everything was transparent and open, then trust is just accepted that you have all of the same information that everyone else has. So it's quite unique. And actually, this is the very first technology that kind of requires in the decentralization form a cryptocurrency. You need to motivate and incentivize people to verify that data. And through that, you incentivize them through cryptocurrency. And this allows for a very unique relationship of how technology can actually create cryptocurrencies and actual idea of tokens that are keys to get certain parts and certain functionalities out of technology. So that's very, very unique aspect and methodology that's coming about. Logistics is a complicated and specialized area. So what you're proposing is uh, having one type of protocol which can serve the pun, but it can uh, facilitate, that can be used for 
last mile logistics, transportation, e-commerce. What are the challenges of building a software that can be used for so many different use cases rather than more of like a specific use case? Sure. So the challenges are the fact that we actually have to wrap our minds around the fact of how people operate, how people think, what people's true intent is. Instead of taking one specific kind of action and just giving it to them, we need to understand what drives their reasons for wanting these things. In the sense that Instagram, when you open up Instagram, Instagram is a blank application. You literally see white screen with a couple buttons and a line uh, on top. And as you use it, your voice, your opinion, your preferences get baked into it and you curate the interaction you have with it. And through the development of Serve and making a truly open, decentralized kind of protocol that defines all of the rules of operation between everyone, it was very crucial for us to understand that we are building a blank slate for people so they put and use this however they feel like. So as you said, our protocol can be used for last mile logistics, food delivery, transportation, gig economies, service economies, any type of service, and pretty much any type of transaction can be ran on our protocol. And we've kind of looked at the main issues involved in any type of interaction between all parties involved. And it kind of opened up our eyes of how to properly do this. So we have a way and kind of like a methodology of what logistics is. And we've been talking about a little bit about logistics in the last mile. And we're focusing on the last mile because we have the expertise. So we're starting where we understand and we know the most. But we understand that there's a lot of other industries and a lot of other use cases. And that's why we kind of built this to be what it is. And logistics is defined as the complex organization of multiple parties to accomplish a certain action. Using our SDK and API, uh, we've connected all of the enterprise level technology to the protocol. So a person who doesn't want to develop it themselves can go white label the applications to their own brand and run it completely and have the same technology all of these big boys have. But we understand there's a lot of developers, they have a lot of innovation, they want to build tools and contribute and do something unique. And that's why we are allowing and have this open to allow all of these developers to use our SDK, to use our APIs, to develop their own use cases, their own tools, even if it's the same as our enterprise level tools and they want to do it in a different way. We believe that the world is very capable of doing so and we want to make sure that this is an open platform allowing them to kind of grow and adapt their own use cases to our protocol. So I want to shift over to how this results in reducing fees. So one of the you know points that have been you know raised are the current inefficiencies in the way the last mile logistics are facilitated. So you have fees charged by a lot of different parties that 
result in higher prices. So how does the CERB protocol result in a reduction of fees across the ecosystem? So by having a merchant use our enterprise level tools or build it in themselves, they have the opportunity to put their inventory on the blockchain and thus allowing people to transact and purchase that inventory. So we like to use the example of a pizza transaction. Pizza was the very first product purchased with a cryptocurrency, so that's why we chose it. But for example, if a user goes to one of these large platforms and purchases a pizza, hypothetically, let's say it's $11. By the time it gets delivered to them, it's $24.10. We know this because we currently deliver for a lot of the large platforms, and we know what we get paid what our employees get paid, and everything comes together. So we can tell you that out of the $11, $8.20 goes to the pizza store. Out of the $7 delivery fee, $4.50 goes to the actual delivery service provider. And then through certain upcharges and surcharges and processing fees and everything else, there's an additional $11.40 from the commission to the upcharges that these large platforms have. So a pizza that should have costed $15.50 cost the user $24. And we believe that by having a protocol that allows everyone to work together, the pizza place can work directly with the service provider and have the fees be transparent on the blockchain and given to the actual party that deserves it, the user at the end would only pay the $15.50 to uh, facilitate the pizza being made and delivered to them. So can you talk about how uh, the SERP token is used in the ecosystem? So the tokens uh, represent the user's stake, enterprise uh, customers and the providers stake the tokens to ensure quality and performance of service. So can you go into what role the staking plays? So our token has quite a bit uh, of utility in regards to the staking aspect. We believe that merchants and service providers need to be involved in the transaction and they need to make a promise, promise that they're going to do a good job. And the staking is used as that promise. So to decentivize bad actors and kind of reward the good actors for facilitating good services throughout the platform. So a merchant would stake a certain amount of tokens into the platform and promise that he's going to make the pizza per the instructions. The delivery provider will also stake tokens to make sure that the delivery is on time, it is quick, it is good, that the pizza will make it there on time and in good condition. And that gives the end user confidence that they're going to receive whatever they purchase. So all of this goes into an escrow that is held until the transaction is complete and then pays out everyone based on the accomplishments. If, for whatever reason, the transaction is not successful, we have dispute resolution, we have arbitration, we have protocols and smart contracts set up to handle certain situations to make it fair for all of the users. And potentially, the service provider and the merchant can lose the staked amount. So they are incentivized to do the best possible job they can. So what is wrong with just using like a review system for that? Because that's generally how it's handled today with most platforms. Like if you're a driver for Uber or if you're a 
Postmates or if you're some type of service that is delivering a product or on Yelp, people rely on just reviews. Like, why is that not a better solution than staking? Certain of these platforms that you mentioned that actually deal with reviews have to deal with certain other issues of fake reviews, of reviews that are not quite accurate, that kind of ruin reputation. Plus, it lets other bad actors manipulate those reviews. There is no direct responsibility for any people involved to actually do something good. Yes, what's it called? The driver might get a bad review and eventually get kicked off the platform, but he might do 100, 200 bad deliveries before then, and you have 100, 200 unhappy customers. And we think that's just, yes, reviews help, but they're not the solution. And in regards to that, no platform really ties reviews to transactions. So one unique thing that Serve is doing is every single review put on the system is actually tied to a transaction available on the blockchain. So when you're viewing reviews for individuals, you can actually go back and look at all of the reviews and actually dive into why it was successful and why it was not successful. In a relationship where everyone needs to work together, everyone needs to be involved in the transaction and not just do the minimum amount necessarily to complete the transaction. So one of the things is, for example, you mentioned Uber does reviews and stuff like that. A driver wouldn't go above and beyond knowing that he will just do the minimum job possible just to make sure that he has a good enough review. And we actually saw that a lot of drivers want to go above and beyond to get that extra review and everything like that. So they're going to do that extra step to make sure that the customer is satisfied. And by having them be involved in the transaction, we believe that it's going to make sure that all of the orders have the highest success of customer satisfaction. Tell me about the uh, the pilot program that you guys are uh, planning to launch, one in Dallas, one in Texas. Can you expand on what that will consist of? So we're actually launching it, and it's actually live, and we actually have our applications in the App Store. So we are bringing this to the market, and our token at this point is not minted yet. So everything's being run uh, essentially local, and we're pretty much testing our assumptions, our use cases, onboarding businesses, and making sure that the utility of the token is used correctly and kind of used properly. And our expansion strategy is we have uh, 63 cities that we're going to be expanding to and starting off at the Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas area. And we believe that we want to target a lot of the third tier cities because they're currently underutilized. So we did a study for one of our partners, and we found that when we launched in one of the third-tier markets, it had the highest utilization of our client services because these people hear about all of these amazing technologies but don't have them in their area because it's too expensive for these large platforms to actually start servicing those tier uh, three, tier four markets. So by having our technology open and available for all small businesses and businesses 
to utilize. A small merchant can now pick up and have the same tools as these large platforms and be able to provide those same services locally and create a local market. So we're expanding and learning from these experiences to make um, our protocol better as well as our enterprise level technology. So the pilot program that you guys are running, is it with third party merchants or is it in-house product that you guys have developed? So we actually onboarded a lot of, we wanted to onboard 10 businesses in a small area in Fort Worth and actually got overwhelmed with the amount of businesses that wanted to be part of this because all of these businesses are tired actually incurring all of these fees. A lot of these large platforms are starting to lose customers because they can no longer afford to pay these large fees to these large platforms. So these businesses that we have in Fort Worth kind of are our partners, are our beta testers, but they're actual real businesses that are now offering delivery and accepting orders through the protocol to facilitate kind of their business. And they're actually very happy that the fees go back to them and they can focus on advertising their business and growing a customer base rather than just servicing one of these large platforms. So are these beta testers in the Texas area are they, which category would they fit into? Like last mile logistics or like food delivery or, or restaurants or what type of merchants are they? We're focusing on the restaurants industry. So we specialize in this in the last mile and that becomes very, very natural to us. So that's why we decided to start and that it's easy for us to control and we understand a lot of the pitfalls and can kind of test out the system. But they're restaurants of all different types and they kind of use the platform. They put their inventory on there. They accept transactions through it. We advertise to the local community. So the local users are starting to pick it up and order stuff from the local merchants, having it now being able to be delivered to them. And then we also have the service providers, which are the drivers who currently pick up the food and deliver it and as well as provide transportation services from point A to point B for a lot of these individuals who need it. So the relationship is twofold. We do have a central application called serve.io that allows users to directly purchase from there, and it aggregates all of the people on the blockchain in a place where they can view all of it, they can purchase from multiple vendors. But a lot of these vendors that we have have actually their own applications. They saw the potential and the advantage of actually having this technology under their own brand. So when they advertise it to their customers, it's their brand. So, for example, a pizza place would have ABC Pizza would have an app branded colors, logo, experience on the app store called ABC Pizza, and they can advertise this technology and have their own customers use it. And the experience is through users, the merchants, and the service providers. All three work together to get the transaction completed. So in the example you gave of ABC Pizza, the the client of the restaurant would go download the app, open up the app, place an order, Pizza ABC receives the order, uh, prepares the product, and then would 
the delivery person use the app, use the ABC Pizza app as well, or do they have like a separate app that they use? They can, because everything ties to the blockchain uh, through the protocol, the pizza, the driver can uh, do it through the ABC Pizza app, or they have their own application, which is called Service, that allows them to get access to all of the orders on the blockchain and take whichever order they want. And the beautiful thing that we're doing that's very different than all of these other large platforms where they force all of the fees and force all of the relationships is our drivers get to accept the orders and set the prices that they're comfortable with. So before they accept an order, they get to see all of the information. They get to see where they're going. They get to uh, see the price and the uh, amount that they're going to be receiving. And if they're not happy with it, they can recommend a change. And it's establishing market prices. So another beautiful thing that we're doing is by allowing a true open relationship between everyone, we will have market prices on the blockchain. So a new upcoming business would be able to look at all of the data on the blockchain and evaluate if they're opening up a new business, what is their price point? What are the most selling products? What are the good products, bad products? And this information can be used to help so many businesses. So what is Serve using? Uh, what blockchain is? Are they doing Ethereum or another blockchain? Yes, so currently we are on Ethereum. It's ERC-20. Uh, we understand that transactions are uh, currently very, very slow, and the people at Ethereum are working very, very hard to solve scalability issues. We have an off uh, a sidechain solution that handles all of the transaction and captures all of the information. And when the transaction is complete, it's pushed to the mainnet for transparency, immutability, and access. So it allows the transaction to flow quickly and provide no hurdles for anyone involved, and thus allowing for a very smooth uh, transaction between all parties involved while having all of the same benefits of blockchain after the transaction. Of transparency. So how much of the transact of each transaction is being sent and recorded on the blockchain? So what are, what are some of the key values that you guys record and others that you, do you keep any in like a local database? I mean, just like an actual database that you guys control or like a IPFS or, or something like that? Or is that all, is everything relating to the transaction sent to the blockchain? So we we do use IPFS for picture storage and data storage and metadata storage. Uh, we use the sidechain for the actual transaction, the tracking, the uh, history, the acceptance, the times, all of the main information. And then everything is put on the main net. Our technology and protocol is built so the full process can be done on-chain, uh, either through the sidechain or the main chain. But obviously, if they're using... Enterprise are enterprise level tools. There's a lot of other tools that we allow uh, them to have in our enterprise that are not necessarily necessary to be on the blockchain for the actual transaction. So what is the timeline for this uh, current, like, I guess, test phase of the pilot project in, in the cities and the expansion timeline and then the, the user growth metrics that you guys are seeking to reach before expanding to different cities? 
Sure. So even though we are treating this current stage as an alpha beta, figuring out what's wrong and kind of having our live technology being tested and feedback and growth, Dallas is here to stay. So we're not going to close it down. We're not going to move out. We considered ourselves launched in that territory and we are looking for good feedback and adaptation. And we're probably going to be here for another let's say, one to two months of learning before we start expanding to other territories. And then once we finish kind of and have the confidence level of having a couple of territories kind of supervised by us, this platform is going to be open and available to the whole world instantaneously to allow all of the small merchants and businesses to come on board. We're also using this time as education to show all of these merchants and service providers that they have options. They have options that can save them a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of resources, and actually focus on their own business. So we need to educate the world and we need to have some successes to show that the world that this is possible. And using that, it's going to greatly help us educate the world instantaneously that this solution exists. It's open, decentralized to everyone, and everyone can take advantage. So what is the user feedback you've been getting so far from the the testers? What have they been telling you that works and what doesn't work and what needs improvement and what do they like and don't like? So far, we haven't received a lot of negative feedback. We've been using the same technology for the last five years, so it's pretty kind of ironed out. Improvements are just like suggestions that they would like to add uh, maybe different types of galleries or albums to their galleries so they can sort the pictures and convey to the users. There hasn't been a lot of negative feedback. So that makes us very, very happy. But obviously, as we scale and as more people use it, we're getting ideas in all the time of, hey, do this, hey, do that. So we're evaluating those ideas and actually going to be putting them up to our community for voting to allow the community to also decide what kind of ideas and features we're going to be building into the app. And so for the user acquisition, I know that like user acquisition is in, is such a, a challenging task for a lot of these platforms. So like you have these wars going on between like the ride shares providers like Lyft and Uber and, and there's so many popping up and it's so cutthroat. So how do you get new users and differentiate from, I guess, the existing, I guess, from your guys' perspective, you're offering lower fees, so higher profit margins for the drivers, you know, I guess the, but it's a very competitive uh, marketplace. So do you have any thoughts on that or the, the competitiveness of the marketplace and, you know, how you can bring users into your platform and have them use your platform as opposed to some other platforms? Sure. So the way we accomplish this is quite ingenious. And we kind of base this on the fact that our protocol is open and able to use and it's the businesses actually advertising themselves. And that being said, it's the businesses advertising themselves. They are spreading the word. They are advertising themselves and getting more transactions into the system. The service providers are going and trying to get more orders and fulfilling and building new relationships and talking to other restaurants and having them come on board. It's more of a viral thing because 
everyone has an incentive to make more money for themselves. So unlike all of these other platforms that are building a brand and have to convince the world that they are the better brand compared to their competition and have to constantly spend a lot of money for re-education and advertising and having people not forget about them, we have the businesses do that with us. We're not advertising. We're educating. We're educating the world that this is possible. And as education comes, the businesses advertise themselves. They spread the word. They are our sales, they're advocates, our evangelists. They're the people out there that are advertising themselves and getting more users onto the platform. Great. So my guest on the show today has been Roman Swarovski, CTO of Serve.io, a logistics platform. Thank you for coming on the show today and discussing the platform. And we'd love to have you on again after your next release to learn more about the product and as it develops. So thank you again for coming on the show and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you, Angelo. Thank you. It was a great pleasure being on. I love talking about this. Uh, for everyone listening, if you want to learn more, please visit us. Our website is serve.io. Uh, you can learn all of our information, download the white paper, and feel free to reach out to us or join our community on Telegram. All of the links are at the bottom of the website. We would love to answer any of your questions and see if you guys can get involved. Thank you, everyone. Great. Thanks, Roman. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bounty Zero X podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast below. Check out BountyZeroX.io, the number one bounty hunting platform where you can complete work and earn cryptocurrency. Please consult your professional financial investment and tax advisors before making any investment in initial coin offerings. Bounty Zero X does not provide investment or financial advice and does not endorse or recommend investment in any ICOs advertised on the Bounty Zero X podcast or website.